Section two of the Boys and Girls Pliny, Volume two by Pliny the Elder. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. Book three, Chapter two, the wonderful forms of different nations. There are certain tribes of the Scythians, and indeed many other nations, which feed upon human flesh this fact itself might perhaps appear incredible did we not recollect that in the very centre of the earth in italy and sicily nations formerly existed with these monstrous propensities the cyclopes and the lestrigons for example and that very recently on the other side of the alps it was the custom to offer human sacrifices after the manner of those nations and the difference is but small between sacrificing human beings and eating them in the vicinity also of those who dwell in the northern regions and not far from the spot from which the north wind arises and the place which is called its cave and is known by the name of gescleithron the arimaspi are said to exist a nation remarkable for having but one eye and that placed in the middle of the forehead this race is said to carry on a perpetual warfare with the griffins a kind of monster with wings as they are commonly represented footnote the figures of the griffins or griffins are found not uncommonly on the friezes and walls at pompeii in the east where there were no safe places of deposit for money it was the custom to bury it in the earth hence for the purpose of scaring the predators the story was carefully circulated that hidden treasures were guarded by serpents and dragons there can be little doubt that these stories on arriving in the western world combined with the knowledge of the existence of gold in the uralian chains and other mountains of the east gave rise to the stories of the griffins and the arimaspi it has been suggested that the arimaspi were no other than the modern seremis who dwelt on the left bank of the middle volga not far from the gold districts of the uralian range it has been conjectured that the fabulous tales of the combats of the arimaspi with the griffins were invented by the neighbouring tribes of the Essedonis, who were anxious to throw a mystery over the origin of the gold that they might preserve the traffic in their own hands the altai mountains in the north of asia contain many gold mines which are still worked as well as traces of former workings End of footnote. for the gold which they dig out of the mines and which these wild beasts retain and keep watch over with a singular degree of cupidity while the arimaspi are equally desirous to get possession of it many authors have corroborated this fact among the most illustrious of whom are herodotus and aristeus of proconesus footnote we have an account of the arimaspi and of aristeus in herodotus book four End of footnote. beyond the other scythian anthropophagi there is a country called abarimom situated in a certain great valley of mount emmaus the inhabitants of which are a savage race whose feet are turned backwards relatively to their legs they possess wonderful velocity and wander about indiscriminately with the wild beasts we learn from beaton 
whose duty it was to take the measurements of the roots of alexander the great that this people cannot breathe in any climate except their own for which reason it is impossible to take them before any of the neighbouring kings nor could any of them be brought before alexander himself the anthropophagi whom we have previously mentioned as dwelling ten days journey beyond the borosthenes according to the account of isigonus of nicaea were in the habit of drinking out of human skulls footnote one of the pleasures promised to the gothic warriors in the paradise of odin was to drink out of the skulls of their enemies End of footnote and placing the scalps with the hair attached upon their breasts like so many napkins the same author relates that there is in albania a certain race of men the albinos whose eyes are of a sea-green colour and who have white hair from their earliest childhood and that these people see better in the night than in the day he states also that the sauromate who dwell ten days journey beyond the borosthenes take food only every other day isigonus says there are among the tribali and the illyri some persons who have the power of fascination with the eyes and can even kill those on whom they fix their gaze for any length of time especially if their look denotes anger a still more remarkable circumstance is the fact that these persons have two pupils in each eye apollonidas says that there are certain females of this description in scythia who are known as bithyae and philarchus states that a tribe of the thibii in pontus and many other persons as well have a double pupil in one eye and in the other the figure of a horse footnote it is well known that nothing of this kind was ever observed in any human eye End of footnote. he also remarks that the bodies of these persons will not sink in water even though weighed down by their garments footnote in all ages it has been a prevalent superstition that those endowed with magical qualities will not sink in water encouraged no doubt by the cunning of those who might wish to make the charge a means of wreaking their vengeance if they sank they were to be deemed innocent but if they floated they were deemed guilty and handed over to the strong arm of the law End of footnote cicero also one of our own writers makes the remark that the glances of all women who have a double pupil is noxious footnote this remark is not contained in any of the works of cicero now extant End of footnote. not far from the city of rome in the territory of the falisci a few families are found who are known by the name of herpi these people perform a yearly sacrifice to apollo on mount seracti on which occasion they walk over a burning pile of wood without even being scorched on this account by virtue of a decree of the senate they are always exempted from military service and from all other public duties footnote cuvier observes that these people probably exercise some deception analogous to that practised by a spaniard who exhibited himself in paris and professed to be incombustible but who eventually was the dupe of his own quackery and paid the penalty with his life End of footnote.
some individuals again are born with certain parts of the body endowed with properties of a marvellous nature such was the case with king pyrrhus the great toe of whose right foot cured diseases of the spleen merely by touching the patient footnote plutarch relates these supposed facts in his life of pyrrhus they remind us of the supposed efficacy of the royal touch in curing the disease termed the king's evil End of footnote. we are also informed that this toe could not be reduced to ashes together with the other portions of his body upon which it was placed in a coffer and preserved in a temple india and the region of ethiopia more especially abounds in wonders in india the largest of animals are produced their dogs for example are much bigger than those of any other country the trees too are said to be of such vast height that it is impossible to send an arrow over them this is the result of the singular fertility of the soil the equable temperature of the atmosphere and the abundance of water which if we are to believe what is said are such that a single fig tree footnote popularly known as the banyan tree and the footnote is capable of affording shelter to a whole troop of horse the reeds here are also of such enormous length that each portion of them between the joints forms a tube of which a boat is made that is capable of holding three men footnote the bambos arundinacea or bamboo cane is a reed or plant of the grass kind which frequently grows to the height of the tallest trees the stem is hollow and the parts of it between the joints are used by the natives to form their canoes we have an account of them in herodotus book three End of footnote. it is a well-known fact that many of the people here are more than five cubits in height footnote. it does not appear that the stature of the indians exceeds that of the inhabitants of the temperate zones End of footnote these people never expectorate are subject to no pains either in the head the teeth or the eyes and rarely in any other parts of the body so well is the heat of the sun calculated to strengthen the constitution their philosophers who are called gymnosophists remain in one posture with their eyes immovably fixed upon the sun from its rising to its setting and during the whole of the day they are accustomed to stand in the burning sands on one foot first one and then the other according to the account of megasthenes dwelling upon a mountain called nulo there is a race of men who have their feet turned backwards with eight toes on each foot on many of the mountains again there is a tribe of men who have the heads of dogs footnote this account probably originated in a species of monkey generally considered to be the baboon with a projecting muzzle called from this circumstance cynocephalus or the dog's head this account of the cynocephali is repeated by aulus gellius it is a pity that pliny should have adopted so many ridiculous fables on the doubtful authority of ctesias and a footnote and clothe themselves with the skin of wild beasts instead of speaking they bark 
and furnished with claws they live by hunting and catching birds according to the story as given by ctesias the number of these people is more than a hundred and twenty thousand he speaks also of another race of men who are known as monocoli who have only one leg but are able to leap with surprising agility the same people are also called cyapodae because they are in the habit of lying on their backs during the time of extreme heat and protect themselves from the sun by the shade of their feet these people he says dwell not very far from the troglodytae to the west of whom again there is a tribe who are without necks and have eyes in their shoulders among the mountainous districts of the eastern parts of india in what is called the country of the catharcludi we find the satyr footnote these are the great apes which are found in some of the oriental islands we may suppose that this description is taken from some incorrect account of a large kind of ape but it seems impossible to refer it to any particular species End of footnote. an animal of extraordinary swiftness these go sometimes on four feet and sometimes walk erect they have also the features of a human being on account of their swiftness these creatures are never to be caught except when they are either aged or sickly tauron gives the name of coromande to a nation which dwell in the woods and have no proper voice these people screech in a frightful manner their bodies are covered with hair their eyes are of a sea-green colour and their teeth like those of a dog eudoxus tells us that in the southern parts of india the men have feet a cubit in length while those of the women are so remarkably small that they are called strithopodes or sparrow-footed footnote can these be the chinese and the footnote megasthenes places among the nomads of india a people who are called scirite they have merely holes in their faces instead of nostrils and flexible feet like the body of the serpent at the very extremity of india on the eastern side near the source of the river ganges there is the nation of the astomai a people who have no mouths their bodies are rough and hairy and they cover themselves with a down plucked from the leaves of trees footnote either silk or cotton End of footnote. these people subsist only by breathing and by the odours which they inhale through the nostrils they support themselves upon neither meat nor drink when they go upon a long journey they only carry with them various odiferous roots and flowers and wild apples that they may not be without something to smell at but an odour which is a little more powerful than usual easily destroys them footnote cuvier remarks that these accounts are not capable of any explanation being mere fables End of footnote. beyond these people and at the very extremity of the mountains the trispathami and the pygmies are said to exist two races which are but three spans in height that is to say twenty-seven inches only they enjoy a salubrious atmosphere and a perpetual spring being sheltered by the mountains from the northern blasts it is these people that homer has mentioned as being warred upon by cranes 
footnote iliad book three one three to six their story is also referred to by ovid and juvenal End of footnote. it is said that they are in the habit of going down every spring to the seashore in a large body seated on the backs of rams and goats and armed with arrows and there destroy the eggs and the young of those birds that this expedition occupies them for the space of three months and that otherwise it would be impossible for them to withstand the increasing multitudes of the cranes their cabins it is said are built of mud mixed with feathers and eggshells aristotle says that they dwell in caves but in all other respects he gives the same details as other writers isagonus informs us that the cerni a people of india live to their four hundredth year and he is of opinion that the same is the case also with the ethiopian macrobi the serae and the inhabitants of mount athos in the case of these last it is supposed to be owing to the flesh of vipers footnote pliny elsewhere speaks of the use of viper's flesh as an article of diet and gives some minute directions for its preparation it was supposed to be peculiarly nutritive and restorative and it has been prescribed for the same purpose by modern physicians there is a medal in existence probably struck by the emperor commodus in order to commemorate the benefit which he was supposed to have derived from the use of the flesh of vipers End of footnote. which they use as food in consequence of which they are free also from all noxious animals both in their hair and their garments according to onesicritus in those parts of india where there is no shadow the bodies of men attain a height of five cubits and two palms and their life is prolonged to one hundred and thirty years they die without any symptoms of old age and just as if they were in the middle period of life Ctesias mentions a tribe known by the name of pandora whose locality is in the valleys and who live to their two hundredth year their hair is white in youth and becomes black in old age on the other hand there are some people joining up to the country of the macrobi who never live beyond their fortieth year and there is never more than one child in a family this circumstance is also mentioned by agatharchidas who states in addition that they live on locusts and are very swift of foot Clitarchus and megasthenes give these people the name of mandi and enumerate as many as three hundred villages which belong to them their women marry in the seventh year of their age and become old at forty artemidorus states that in the island of taprobana life is prolonged to an extreme length while at the same time the body is exempt from weakness among the Kalinge, a nation also of india the women marry at five years of age and do not live beyond their eighth year in other places again there are men born with long hairy tails and of remarkable swiftness of foot while there are others that have ears so large as to cover the whole body footnote cuvier remarks that this story must have been originally told with reference to the race of large apes 
and the footnote there is a tribe of ethiopian nomads dwelling on the banks of the river astragas towards the north and about twenty days journey from the ocean these people are called menismeni they live on the milk of the animal which we called cynocephalus footnote the dog-faced ape the baboon End of footnote. and rear large flocks of these creatures in the deserts of africa men are frequently seen to all appearance and then vanish in an instant nature in her ingenuity has created all these marvels in the human race with others of a similar nature as so many amusements to herself though they appear miraculous to us but who is there that can enumerate all the things that she brings to pass each day i may almost say each hour as a striking evidence of her power let it be sufficient for me to have cited whole nations in the list of her prodigies let us now proceed to mention some other particulars connected with man the truth of which is universally admitted it is a subject for pity and even for a feeling of shame when one reflects that the origin and life of the most vain of all animated beings is so frail thou man who placest thy confidence in the strength of thy body thou who dost embrace the gifts of fortune and look upon thyself not only as her fosterling but even as her own born child thou whose mind is ever thirsting for blood thou who puffed up with some success or other dost think thyself a god by how trifling a thing might thy life have been cut short even this very day something still less even may have the same effect the puncture for instance of the tiny sting of the serpent or even as befell the poet anacreon the swallowing of the stone of a raisin or of a single hair in a draught of milk by which the praetor and senator fabius was choked and so met his death he only in fact will be able to form a just estimate of the value of life who will always bear in mind the extreme frailty of its tenure End of section two recording by phone